There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's up? What's up? <laughs> this is Jonah and Brad. Yo. Here, introing uh, Going Off Track Podcast, episode 170-something. Can you believe it's that many, Brad? I cannot believe it. It's it's a lot. It's like, I mean, weeks obviously add up, but like, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. There's not not a ton of repeat people. Got like two or three, but not enough to really matter. No. It's, yeah, it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for 171 or 170-something weeks. That you know that many interesting people. What's crazy is there's so many more people I want to have on. That's good. Yeah. You never, I feel like... You've just given our listener hope. Yeah. It's crazy. I just feel like being in this area, (laughs) there's so many people that just live here and not counting all the people that come through on tour, which is... a big advantage. Yeah. Um, It's insane. It's insane. It's it's totally nuts. It's totally crazy. It's as crazy as you are right now. Yes. Yes. I We talked about this. On a different podcast. On a different podcast, but I don't care. Um, I'm super jet lagged. I just got back from Tokyo a couple of days ago. Tell us about, can you talk about your trip? Because it sure. sounds pretty f- fucking fabulous. Yeah. I um, Go backwards. Start with Tokyo first. Got into Tokyo. Um, just spent the night there and then went the next morning to Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto, very beautiful place. Went to a f- bamboo forest where um, saw a bunch of castles and stuff. Uh, made of bamboo? No, these were made of, I don't know what they were made of, but very impressive. Castle material? Castle, castle type material. <laughs> uh, was there for a couple days, then went to a town called uh, Kinosaki, which I would recommend to everyone. It's very f- it was another couple hours. It's not really near anything, but it's uh, it was almost all Japanese tourists, and it's all natural springs, and they're known for these bathhouses they have. So you go. It's men and women. You have to you have to get totally naked. You have to like kind of like. Is it mixed? It's it's not. It, there's like a men's side and a women's side. Yeah, you okay. don't actually see any women, right. but you have to get naked, and then you go in these rooms and the water's all like comes down a waterfall and it's naturally just like super hot and you just like sit in steam rooms or in these natural springs and it's like a sauna it's incredible wow and you check into a place and they give you a kimono 
and sandals and you just walk through this town's really small and super cute and you just walk from um bath to bath in like a kimono really? yeah it was <laughs> awesome i love japan it could was, probably use a little bit of that action right now to get your oh my god i know maybe i should over. go maybe i should go to the russian bathhouse today that's a good do it that's a good idea actually dr brad prescribes i think i will maybe i'll go tomorrow but yeah so that was awesome and then i went uh back to tokyo and spent like Three or four days there, met up with a, f- a friend who lives in Singapore. Um, and Tokyo was cool. I hadn't been there since like 2008. Um, so we went to the fish market where they catch all the sushi. We went to this town that was, this area town that was um, all little bars. I found like a metal bar <laughs> that was like amazing. And uh, also checked out the red light district because. Right. Why not? Did you check out the electronic district? No, that's the one thing we did. That I did place that. Is I did that last time I was there. That's the one thing I didn't do this time. Did you ever go to Uniglo in Tokyo? Actually, I did because my friend needed to get some stuff for his baby. That is the best store in yeah. the world. It's you know, like it's just a department store for those of you, but it's got the coolest stuff. Their like crafts department is just awesome. Like you just, I came out of. The, I bought so much shit in that store. You know where else I went? Tower Records. What? There is a massive Tower Records there. Wow. I got a bunch of pictures. Yeah. It's like, really? It's, I was, because uh, I went there like eight years ago. I was like, I wonder if there's still a tower here. I thought and they were completely bankrupt. D- dude, it was, it was, it's like literally like eight floors. It is Jesus. enormous. They had every, they had a whole backstage passport, like epitaph thing. They had three copies of the United Nations CD. <laughs> They had they had ev- like they had everything. They had a huge like magazine books they have vinyl. floor. I didn't find any vinyl. Right, I might have just missed it. But they, God damn, they it. had so m- there was like a boy band down there like performing on the first floor. It was insane. Wow. So yeah, so went there. It's a music paradise. Yeah, it was cool. I went to Shinjuku, ate a bunch of sushi. Yeah, it was fun. It was you know it's um, definitely not cheap, but I would say. Every like eight years or something, do I'd it. love to go back. Do it. Um, so yeah, so it's a fun trip, but yeah, just definitely feeling it now. Um, but Welcome if you back. go to my uh, Instagram, I have posted a ton of photos from the trip. So I don't know. Um. So enough about you. Enough about me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good, dude. Yeah. I'm interested. It's interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, today on the podcast we have um, a band called Au Revoir Simone. Um, we have two of the members, Annie and Erica. Um, the other member, Heather, I think doesn't live here, but I met, uh, we probably talk about this, but yeah, I met Annie when we did this, she interviewed me on camera for this thing that never came out. But, uh, what did come out of it was a friendship. That's a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, they More came precious by, than gold. Yes. Yes. And probably better than the interview. Cause I, we were talking about some, uh, we're talking about that. I know we talk about that in here too, but this whole interview was about that Jay Z streaming right. service, which I didn't know anything about. <laughs> so I don't know what I was talking about as usual. But yeah, so Annie and Erica came in and we talked about the environment a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, the band and, you know, issues that are important recycling. This is not really where I thought it was going to go, but um, I actually think it turned out really cool. And Stephen was a part of this podcast which is always a rare treat these days. I know. Um, we're working he'll, on get, getting him back. back. We're working on it. But um, yeah, let's talk to Annie and Erica from Au Revoir, Simone. 
Why do we keep talking about marching? I was just talking about marching band. Yeah, I don't know. Someone was telling me the other day I should learn marching band stuff more. Like the steps? Y- no, the, no, I don't like, think the actual movements. The cadences yeah, like the, and stuff? The drummy, drummy, drummy mm. stuff for marching band. It's really fun. So they just, they just said well, you need to work up your rudiments? They're like, just be better. How I fast think. are your paradiddles? <laughs> just watch Whiplash. What's that? Just watch Whiplash. Oh my God. The movie ruined me. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched scary. it and at like 1.45 in the morning, like brought down my practice pad and was like, I suck. <laughs> and just like so hard on myself with this like virtual J.K. So Simmons scary. in my ear. So now you're yeah. just going to play Viber Slap for I'm the rest of your career. Pro Viber Slap. <laughs> I'm going to join like a Afro Cuban band. Who plays the corner pocket, like pool and beer lounge every Friday night? <laughs> Simple job, the easy life. I get a cheap place to live, and I'll just be vibra slap, man. I like it. It sounds good. Uh, okay, we're here with Erica and Annie. Um, can you can you say the band name because I feel like I'm gonna mess it up. My French is so bad. It's open to interpretation because we're not actually French okay. either. I say au revoir, Simone. How do you say it? Au revoir, Simone. But then okay. I usually immediately, people look perplexed, so I usually immediately say au revoir, Simone. Au revoir, like goodbye in French. That's what I say uh, like every time. Gotcha. Benny, we're here with Benny too from Hi. Gaslight. Um, how do you say it? I said it the same way, but I got to admit it's just because of the Pee-wee's line in the movie. Like That's the only reason I know how to say it. Nice. Is because of that. So I have to be honest and say when I've seen the name of the band, and I've done this with other bands because I'm a little slow in certain parts of my brain, <laughs> that I was trying to sound it out emphatically like in English. So I'm like, au revoir. Like I was doing that until I'm like, oh, right, from that. Nice. Like I said, samium instead of Sam I am for about five <laughs> years. And then just got super made fun of once. People call rat-a-tat, rat-tat-tat. Yeah. Or like, how am I supposed to know that three exclamation marks is chick-chick-chick? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to know that? (laughs) I just was like, it's that band that I've seen. So, sadly, I'm sorry I did the same thing for you guys. You don't have to say it out loud. It's okay. What about you? Steven is also here, amazingly. Yes, yes. I thought it was Alviderzan Simon, so I'm just completely (laughs) (laughs) So forgive me. That's the name of our cover band. All oh, right on. Yeah. All vibra slap. You got some, you got some nice lighting Can't going on there, Stephen. Where are you? Uh, yeah, you know the I'm in the the swamps of New Jersey, central New Jersey, beautiful New Jersey, as Benny will tell you. And just here with uh, well, hopefully sounding better. Brad is so meticulous about it that it always no one ever knows that I Skype in, but we're not pulling back the curtain on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh you God. sound fantastic. Oh, thanks, buddy. And I like your recessed lighting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's very kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you become a homeowner, it's uh, one of those awful things that you have to deal with where you go like, ah, can we live with it? Because I like the bedroom. Listen, I'm about to install <laughs> some, baby. The old lady wants a what? dimmer switch, you know? I know all about <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're here with newlywed Benny Horowitz. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, guys, thanks. Yay. <laughs> I had to. I had to. So what's going on with you guys? Yeah. What have you been up to? What are you getting into? And it's a little open-ended, mm. but... That's pretty open-ended. 
like, it's like a Rorschach test. Like, what's just the first? Well, Annie, I imagine you're super pregnant, so I, I imagine am. that takes up a lot of your time and energy, or not I mean, so much. Marginally, I learned from the last child that you have to really use the time right before the baby as wisely as possible and as productively as possible. But yet, I still fall asleep around eight o'clock every night. <laughs> Wake up around six, but then I don't get out of bed until seven or seven thirty. Okay, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Still playing music, still working on music, still trying to get down to the basement to do stuff, but it's hard. You have a studio in the basement? I do have a... I'm also a homeowner. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. But our ceiling does not look that good. <laughs> Seriously, that is a flawless ceiling. But you live in Brooklyn. Thank I you. live in... Well, I technically live in Queens. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're neighbors. I forgot. We're total neighbors. Cause, but it's like, I live on this dead end, and like you can't leave the block without going to Brooklyn. Oh, I see. And it used to be part of Brooklyn, so I just feel awkward saying it's Queens because I don't feel like authentically Queens. What is this place? It's called Ridgewood. Oh. You were walking you through that's Ridgewood, I live, Queens. Yeah. I was just saying this morning, my wife asked me, she's like, oh, where's Jonah live? I said, Ridgewood. She's like, where is that? I'm like, I think it's in Brooklyn. And I'm like born and raised around here, you know? And I never knew hmm. where Ridgewood was. But everyone it's knows like where this... Bushwick is. Yeah, but of course yeah. Bushwick, yeah. But this is like a mystery area to me. I don't know what <laughs> train it's on. I don't know anything about it. JMZ or the L. Yep. Convenient. Depends where you are. Not bad. Yeah. So yeah, you, well, I do you, go to the doctor. Fr- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, never apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm away. Now, are you, are you from New York? Me? Yes. yes. Totally not oh, New York right City. On. Like my mom's oh, okay. family's from Brooklyn, but actually, my grandma was born three blocks away from where I got my house. Oh, cool. Can you believe that? <laughs> so, your your family's like old school, old school New York, or, old school Italian. Um, like grandparents immigrated here or were just here well my grandmother was born here but her parents were like straight off the boat Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy because my great-grandparents my great-grandma was 16 when she got married to like this 28 year old which when my mom told me that when i was young i didn't i didn't realize how creepy that was but then like he married her and then they sailed here it was just like seems like weird right it grew up fast in europe yeah, Sicily, <laughs> it's rough. Their last name was Depane, so I imagine they were bakers of some sort. Oh, I don't yeah. know. That Bread people. Sense. What would, what kind of industry did your family get into in New York? Uh, my grand, my grandfather, my great grandfather was like a bricklayer, a mason, and then he worked at the navy yard, taking stuff off of ships, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and then. Uh, I don't know. My dad worked for HBO. Really? Cool. <laughs> My well, mom's a social worker. Well, different industries. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom actually benefited humanity while your father took away from it. Well, he fixed all the machines there. So does does that count uh, okay. as benefiting? He wasn't like an executive type. He was like the guy oh, okay. in the basement fixing all the electronics i certainly couldn't blanket bad math like hbo at all hbo has been like a big part of my life me too because i practically grew up in their cafeteria really because i was homeschooled and my dad (laughs) my mom was going to college so he was always taking us to their cafeteria how was the cafeteria oh my god amazing there's a pool table unlimited hot chocolate (laughs) it's paradise for an eight-year-old and her six-year-old little brother that still sounds pretty good actually (laughs) What was what was homeschooling like? Homeschooling was fantastic. I have four brothers, 
and we pretty much just raised hell and built mud castles and stuff and i asked my parents later i was like so i don't really remember like doing any schoolwork, but when i got to school i knew more than everybody else so i don't understand and my dad was like yeah we did like an hour or two every week or so and isn't that crazy because like when you think about how if you have one-on-one attention and motivation that you can learn so much more mm. than you know a group of distracted 30 30 children in a room nobody's paying attention i mean that's what i imagine based on my son's pre-k it's pretty i think it's pretty accurate <laughs> it's pretty accurate but so i think it was really great because i um i i feel like i owe almost all i'm very much a self-starter which is kind of like how i ended up in this band and uh you just feel like you can do anything because you know Nobody's there. Nobody's telling you what to do. So it's like I'm interested in Millard Fillmore. So I'm gonna write this essay. I actually did that, and uh, <laughs> you know, you just like you get interested in random stuff and yeah, then you go don't down often that tunnel. Even get to use a Millard Fillmore reference? In, no, in I mean, context. Yeah. you know what I learned about him <laughs> with all my research is that he really didn't do anything, and that's why nobody talks is about that right? him. Yeah. I don't know who he is. He's a president. Total. Yeah, president. you're proud of that. That's good. What what age should they stick Clearly you in school I then? In school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me neither. Yeah. I know I was, very little uh, about Millard. Yeah. <laughs> Millard, what a name! <laughs> I was eleven when I went to school. I was in fifth okay. grade, huh. and somehow I wow. really adjusted well, got along with everybody. But you started school in fifth grade. I thought you started in high school. Oh no, I started in sixth grade. I'm lying. Oh, I started in middle school, six, and then high school. Do you plan on doing the same thing with your kids? My son? Is this bragging? My son just got into the gifted and talented program. No, that's a no. fact. Yeah, that, fact. that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> you know kidding, what it means? It means <laughs> I just want to be the lone naysayer. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I, I, I have all those homeschooling teaching methods. So, I mean, he knows how to do everything, I guess. So, uh. I don't know. He got in, and I and I think I'm going to see how it goes. If he didn't get in, might be homeschooled. But how? Did, like my parents had five kids, and they homeschooled us. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you go insane? It's a lot. It's the, I mean, it's it's kind of must be a full time job almost for somebody, right? If you're taking that on. Yeah, I mean, just having us at home all the time, and we were. I guess relatively good but like my brothers were always starting fi- there was always like gasoline and and my little ponies being burned it was like how did they deal with that sounds fun over there <laughs> yeah rightfully so i bet there are vibra slaps all over the place <laughs> <laughs> kids running wild with that's just what i imagine when, when i want to hear about erica's childhood can i take over the yeah interviewer? absolutely yeah <laughs> what school like Wait, erica is, was, is childhood really like what we're here to talk about today where can we talk about anything <laughs> yeah really can i mean you guys want to talk about what like music Ugh. Yeah, you know point. i mean it's like there's so much else to talk about i'm sure you guys have to talk about music all the time i mean if you want to you want to talk about like records and stuff like no, that no i don't yeah. i'm up for whatever <laughs> i'm up for the journey yeah let's just <laughs> jonah can tell you all about this about what? Did your journey begin with homeschooling too? No, I went to regular school, public school. Kind uh, of public in Boulder. How regular can it be? Public school in Boulder, Colorado. Ah, uh, yes. Nice. In Boulder? Mm hmm. So, wow. Boulder's a crazy town. You got that big Mork and Mindy house that everyone drives by. Yeah, I lived a couple blocks from there. 
<laughs> really? Yes. Wait, is this... That's uh, where they filmed it? That was just the exterior. They filmed it, uh, I believe, in L.A., but the, the exterior shot of the house was like a couple blocks from my house. That's pretty cool. And I think it's on Pine, and I lived on Spruce. <laughs> I love, if I like, if I had to, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brad is never going to let you back in, Benny. Make an imaginary like Colorado town yeah. and name its roads. Yes, I would say like, oh, they live next to Pine and Spruce. Yes, like I lived on a Juniper. Block off of I lived on Alpine. I lived on Marine <laughs> Street. Um, uh, where else? Yeah, the I other guess, ones were just boring. Like, I guess numbers. some stereotypes become stereotypes for a reason, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a really funny memory the other day of like the one time I was a really good kid and like got good grades and stuff. But there was one day where I we had some project that I was finished with. So I convinced my dad to to be like, can you write me a note so I can um, get out of the second half of school? Because I'm done with my project, so there's nothing for me to do there. So he wrote me a note, and he his office was close to my school, so I walked over there, but he was out. So I left a note, and I had a friend who was, like, just kind of a wild child and, like, ditched school all the time. And she was like, oh, like, you're free for the afternoon. We should hang out on Pearl Street Mall. So we, so I went to my—when my dad wasn't there, I left him a note, and then I went to— meet my friend Fatima and we hung out on the mall and we just like it was this whole new world for me like oh it's like the weekday when I'm supposed to be in school but I'm out in the world and and then she she was like really in trouble at school so she convinced me to go back to the school and like get this book for her that she needed to get and so I went you know being like an agreeable nice person I was like okay and I got, and the, when I went back to the school to get her book, the principal saw me and she was like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm going to call your dad. And then I got detention <laughs> and like, I just had this vivid memory. I don't remember where I was or why this came up, but I was like walking back from school to my dad's office, knowing that I had detention, just like weeping, like in public. And I just remember how weird that was. I don't know. And it's like, like the one time you decided. The one time. That yeah. I, like, but how did you get I'm glad I had that experience. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was just, she just knew something fishy was up, which it was. But, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for like, you know, mixing it up a little for sure. But I just, that was so, it was so funny. It was such a funny moment to be like, oh, my perfect record. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of empathize with that story. I've always been a shit talker. But I hated breaking rules. Yeah. I was terrified of it. And I didn't want to get in that kind of trouble. Yeah. And I remember, like, when those situations would present itself, the idea of doing something bad was so utterly terrifying to me. Yeah. That, like, I found life just a lot easier not doing anything bad. And I was the same way, where, like, I would decide to do one thing bad. And, and get my coals to the fire and all these scumbags I knew were just doing everything. And it was, I think it's almost something about being like the nice kid who's afraid mm-hmm. of ruffling feathers it almost makes you stand out while you're doing it. It's true. You know? Yeah, it's very true. You do stand, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, but it's like a good rite of passage. And then you realize sort of like, oh, like these kids are doing this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but it's an, you have to learn. It's a learned thing. It is. I did something. I was just bad at it. I remember I cut <laughs> Temple once. 
to go play basketball at the JCC, and my mom worked at the JCC. Wait, you cut Temple to like, go to the JCC? Yeah, because JCC had, <laughs> the JCC had, had like basketball courts. It was like Sunday school that something. That is the most Jewish yep. deviousness. And my mom, my mom worked there, so I had to show my ID to like check in or whatever, my ah. JCC card. And then later, the woman working there was like, oh, I met your son the other night. Like, he was here, and she was like, oh, and I totally got busted, but didn't even think, like, this woman will probably tell my mom that mm. I'm here. It's You gotta think ahead a lot. I wasn't good mm-hmm. at that. Mm. I didn't have those skills. So did you stop misbehaving after that? <sighs> no. I was never super bad, but I would, like, cut s- class and, like, smoke cigarettes in the woods or stuff. Like, stuff like that. But that was as bad as I got. I was never, like, into, like, shoplifting or, like, hard mm. drugs or anything like that. I shoplifted <laughs> a pair of socks once. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> from IZOD. I was oh. like, fuck the man. <laughs> Yo, they're very expensive. I'm bringing down so IZOD. <laughs> one sock at a time, yeah. <laughs> what so was it about, stupid. did you have, like, a thing for IZOD socks, or it was just a random occurrence? I was at the outlet mall with my friend who was, <gasps> you know, she was tougher than I was. Peer pressure? I guess. That's I think I, I was peer pressuring it. her, and she was like, don't do that. That's stupid. I was like, I don't care. Take it. I'm... Fuck Izod. <laughs> Lacoste. <laughs> I'm a Lacoste girl all the way. <laughs> I uh, was telling the story the other day about I was at the mall with my friend Charlie Muir, who was a bad kid. See, I don't know if you had this, too, since I was like... A sweet kid who had to be forced into everything. I did wind up being surrounded by kids who did bad shit yeah, all the time. Me too. And it worked as a kind of balance where I was always like, I don't know, guys. This is cool. And then they're like, Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And like, they and one, needed you, you needed them. Yeah. I think, you know what? But as I've learned through life, like this personality trait isn't useful until you're much older. Hmm. Like you're kind of just like, like the sissy kid who won't do anything when you're 12. <laughs> but when you're like 19 and like every woman oh, you've ever met you're has been like burnt a by a piece of shit already. And you're like, oh, that's like the one good guy who doesn't fuck people over and do- mm-hmm. lie and stuff. So it doesn't really come in handy, I think, until you're older. Mm-hmm. Unless you're involved with like the church or something, you know, yeah. which I wasn't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm at the mall with Charlie Mirror, who was a bad kid. And my mom knew he was a bad kid. And we were hanging out, and he decided to steal a box of condoms from CVS. <laughs> this is real. We were not having sex with anyone. Not even close. It wasn't even in the cards at that point. This is just me and Charlie finding old cigarettes on the ground, lighting them, and listening to, like, the first Dennis Leary stand-up. That's, like, that with asshole our, on it. Yeah, that yeah. was our thing. That, was, a good that one. was our deviousness. And he does this, and he takes it out. Of course, the CVS man sees him. And we're going up an escalator. We were supposed to see a movie later on. And I'm like the type of kid who really, I wanted to go to the movies with my friend. Like, the, I was like 12, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a nice day. Go to the movies <laughs> with my friend. And I'm like, you had to ruin it. Stealing condoms. You know what I mean? So the security guy comes up, mm. and Charlie books up the escalator. He's like, let's go. And I just like, just stood there. And I couldn't do anything. But my cool move was that I like kind of like put my arm out to the side track of the escalator and like fake stop the security guard like pretending like I didn't know he was there and I'm like kind of like oh like, like shifting something he's like get all the way get all the way so and your I'm like, friend could get away oh excuse me you know and I pulled one of those <laughs> so that was my like did he get away yeah yeah he booked did he you ever know? use those condoms 
<laughs> I think by the time he could have used them, they were certainly not fresh, <laughs> fresh anymore. They're all dried and crispy. To be I honest, to I, do I don't know what happened to this character. I mean, mm. he he really he could have went a whole other way. So, so is it Charlie Muir? Charlie Muir. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah, he was he was a he was a funky kid. He was smart and he was funny, but he was very bad. I'm really into safe sex. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> safe non-existence. He was responsible, but smart and bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> do you have Do you have something to add? Oh yeah. Well, I was think it brought back a memory for me of I was had an initiation into something called the No Boyfriends Club in middle school. We had membership cards, and the initiation was I had to go. We had to go to the convenience store by our friend's house in like short shorts and I don't know what like crazy blue eyeshadow and buy condoms or like it was like we had two options I can't remember it was like a truth or dare kind of thing we either that or make some kind of scene but yeah I remember that the no 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 boyfriends cup the rule the rules were three boyfriends and you're out (laughs) no stealing anybody else's boyfriends I think there was one other rule but I don't remember this is kind of like just was this just friends or a school sanctioned club it was completely invented (laughs) by like a group of five girls (laughs) you know it's kind of a it's sort of an oddly empowered group for such a young (laughs) for such a young age like is this like uh, like Wesleyan, like middle school? <laughs> like you guys are like that's pretty advanced for. I like that. Yeah, I don't. I I don't really understand it because like it wasn't no boyfriends. You could have up to three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who had three boyfriends in middle school? Well, not three at a time. <laughs> oh, I didn't have any. Well, remember, it, it did go Maybe. faster. Yeah, in middle school. boyfriends and girl. Yeah, it was like your was your boyfriend for like quick. a week. I yeah. felt like when I was in middle school, I had girlfriends who I didn't even talk to. I definitely had a girlfriend once where my only communication was one friend asking her for me if she'd go yeah. out with me and then the same friend calling me a week later saying she doesn't want to go out with me anymore. But I don't remember any interaction in that week. But she was my exactly, girlfriend, yeah. technically. Or maybe like kissing, like making out, but like no words. Just like, oh. just like, like possibly being shoved into a room with by <laughs> other people, and then you like kiss and then like come out of it, and then no, that's, that's called that assault. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn how to do anything like that till I was like twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I was think- I was in the no making out club because mm. it was like at that time. People into comic books weren't cool, unlike today, <laughs> where they're making them into movies and everything's awesome. Like you can take you can take a woman to see the Avengers, and it's acceptable and cool. But back then, nah. It's like I don't care about your GI Joe collection, nerd. I'm six. I'm seventeen. It's awesome. I keep thinking about that Dennis Leary CD. I yeah. love that his whole thing was how into smoking he was. Oh my god, the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's his intro bit. Is when he talks about I w- you could you could put a you could put a skull and crossbones on the front and call them tumors, and cigarette smokers will still be smoking them. Yeah, it's kind of funny to listen to in a contemporary way because he's like this weird like he's exactly who he is now, but like twenty five years ago, and it sits in such a different place then as it would now. Like 
half of it. I mean, even the smoking thing, his whole bit is kind of like out the window because totally it's not even like a thing to younger people anymore. They've just been raised without smoking anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And and I remember, you know, as a kid when you could still smoke in malls, like walking down the hall. You know, smoke in the school. There was ashtrays. like a smoking room yeah. in the yeah. school. Yeah. Literally in my in wow. my high school, there was a back hallway where. The teachers didn't give a fuck about and you could like go back there and burn one like between classes and stuff and like and this that whole world doesn't even uh doesn't exist for for uh for kids anymore no it's funny i have some nieces and if if they see anybody smoking they are not afraid to go up to them really? and lecture them <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that's amazing. Yeah, I found Good a video of my band in college recently, and they panned the audience. Everyone is smoking. Like, every oh, single yeah. person. Yeah. This is, like, it's early so to the late good. 90s or something. I think when the smoking ban happened in New York, it was pretty soon after I moved here. And I remember thinking, like, I was still a little hesitant about New York at the time. And I remember thinking, like, oh, if this doesn't pass, I'm probably going to move. <laughs> well, everyone, I felt like the first thought, place I remember the smoking ban was Boulder, Colorado. I was really? driving cross country, and That's I think it was one funny. of the first places to ever do it. That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't like passionately anti-smoking. I think I just I went out a lot when I moved to New York, and I I think it just like annoyed me how I always had to wash my hair and wash my clothes, and like it was just it was just on you. Yeah, but I remember everyone thought like bars were going to go out of business. They yeah. were like, I know. It, like, <laughs> we didn't know what. It was an yeah. unknown friendship. Alcohol like is a much yeah. stronger <laughs> draw than cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. Well, they almost, but they, you know, looking back on it, those companies in- intentionally made those connections. Yeah. It was part of their advertising. Yeah. You know, they, they wanted people to associate cigarettes and alcohol together, you know? Totally. It's like somehow Red Bull has its own drink forever now right they're geniuses like you can't yeah. open a bar without stocking red bull anymore and they, they're not booze yeah but that's like true. you somehow wow. were able to like worm your way into like a separate industry they're not they even coffee there's not even caffeine in red bull it's like the most ridiculous what? drink i thought it was all kef- hyper caffeinated no, it's got less than like a drop of caffeine it's, it's the like taurine it's that gets you all ridiculous yeah. Yeah. I, I have a really good red bull never joke. tried it throw it at <laughs> me uh my friend works for red bull records and she's like i have this band coming to town i was like oh they touring <laughs> wow thanks thanks guys Wait. there it is slap that shit <laughs> yeah that is true though i guess every bar has to have it they have to now they're like forced to what's taurine it's nope. something that gives you like kidney stones and fucking colon cancer i don't know what it is i don't want to yeah. Steven, I know that. So Steven, do you know what it is i feel like you know this kind of stuff taurine it's one of those things where you go oh that'll give me energy says this bottle of shit i don't trust i'm gonna drink it and drive home like it's uh, yeah what it's like so it's an red- essential amino acid <laughs> <laughs> that is what they do now wait how are they are actually promoting five hour energy now as like a natural fruit based but thing. i thought that that got like totally debunked Totally I mean, squashed. I hope so. Like, literally, I remember when I first started touring, five-hour energy was fucking trucker speed. It was yeah. illegal. It was that shit <laughs> at truck stops yeah. in these, like, mystery bottles that I wouldn't even dare go near. Like muscle milk? <laughs> Probably. People like out no-dos. there just love that stuff. Yeah. My dad think it's totally it. normal. Yeah. Muscle milk or oh, five-hour energy? Five-hour energy. 
I don't really know the deal more. with muscle milk. Was that just like that protein-infused oh, milk? <laughs> I don't know. We but should have saying Ozzie. that because it's like uh, something it's like, else you see that you're like, who buys that? But I, I just know think like who buy men that. would buy it. I mean, what like is it like? It seems like it could be like you milk your muscles. It's got <laughs> it's got like all the out. stuff you can get at like GNC. Like it's just got protein yeah, powder. Yeah, just like protein. Now let me ask so you this: gross. so when you're like milking a cow. Right. Oh, I do and that like every day. Squeezing the udders. <laughs> this would technically be muscle milk, no? Because you're, yeah. I just, you're well, not only using muscles to get it out. Like that <laughs> must have some sort of muscular. No, system the cow doesn't have a it. muscle. I have a I was just at the story. Chicago Zoo. That I was just milking this like fruit from Hawaii. <laughs> I'm just on vacation. Wait, wait, wait! I just did you just say you were smoking fruit? I was. Essentially milking a fruit. Like oh. there I was just on vacation in Hawaii with my mom. I go every spring and there's depending when I'm there, there's like we stay on this property and there's a bunch of different fruits, like mystery fruits. Oh, is it the there. super fruit? The, the it it's um call The gosh. Nani? Oh, it's not Noni. Oh, yeah, Noni. that's that's yeah. there as well. But they have yeah. Gosh, now I'm forgetting what this fruit is called, but it's the most delicious, amazing I'm gonna remember it in a couple. Minutes. Do you only have drink but the you, juice? Well, the woman that we were st- w- that was staying just there, to illustrate for loved- everyone listening, <laughs> both of them are doing fake cow utter things with the, their hands. You put right the now. fruit in like a mesh bag, and you have to squeeze it. And it was I've just just brought it up because it was like it was a workout for my you know arm. <laughs> like, damn, and I need muscle. a glass of muscle milk. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this has come up the podcast before. No one ever remembers it. Do you guys remember those milk commercials where it's like the kid drinking milk? And it's like when I grow up and it shows them getting older. Oh, and then they're yeah. like their adult version. They're like a model or something. Yes. No. I totally okay. forgot no one, about For some reason. Is that milk, a New York State thing? I grew up in Ohio. Oh. But I remember It was this a PSA. Co- yes. Yeah. Sponsored by the dairy industry. Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally remember okay, that because I thought I was like losing my mind. Sometimes I say stuff. And I'm like, did I imagine this? Be a model. Yeah, and they'd like guys do it and girls. They had like all kinds of ones. Yeah, it basically, like, you're a loser if you don't drink milk. Yeah, yeah. It was a part of that. You won't grow up big and strong unless yes. you have milk. Campaign. Totally. <laughs> and it turns yeah. out milk is like the worst damn thing you can drink. <laughs> well, what about it's not Red as Bull? bad as Red Shinks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Red Bull. Someone didn't look at like a cow's boobs and go i wonder if we can squeeze what's in that <laughs> like milk is like i i it's it's like now dealing with as you have a child as well like did you find you get so worried about oh, allergies yeah. or like something that happens to him and try to trace it back to anything no in fact yesterday his babysitter um sent me he, she took him home he didn't go to school and when i got home he his eyes were so puffy he looked like the elephant man it was crazy because he's one of the cutest children I've ever seen in my life. He's so beautiful. And then he looked like this monster. And I was just like, so were you like playing in the grass? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. We'll see what happens in 24 hours. I don't get worked up about anything about him, but maybe I should. No. I think you're... Di- I think- <laughs> Steven is really <laughs> not happy about I can't what see what's going on with Charlie back here. No, I mean, I gave him like noodles with organic green beans you know yeah organic it only has to be like qualify as 70 percent organic to have that label on there i go back and forth i buy all organic stuff for the kids but i'm like i'm just pandering to propaganda like no, I'm, I'm so guilt-ridden when i buy food because I, I read all you know articles about yeah the majority of 
produce is um, picked by children because there's no child labor laws and migrants. And I'm like, I can't win, you know? Yeah. You have you have a backyard? What is that? Do you have a backyard? We do, and it's it's uh, full of salt. It's so terrible. Oh. My, my neighbors have a really nice garden and grow their own stuff. But yeah. what's funny is... The guy who grows it, he travels the country lecturing on the positive effects of pesticides. <gasps> so he's like, he knows where it's all at. It's like, um, uh, uh, you know, the astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. you know him? Yes. He's yes. Been, yeah, um, he devised cool our one. third bit. Yeah, cool We're all super yeah. smart. Somebody, I've been watching some, Cosmos. Somebody, he had this. He has this great clip where someone's asking him about you know genetically modified organisms, right? Genetically modified crops and stuff. And he's like, <coughs> "Oh, hit it!" I said, "Like Benny, what did I do?" Oh, <laughs> oh my God. sorry, delay. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I didn't even hear it. He had the, he had this wonderful like parallel. He's like everything you eat is genetically modified. He's like you're not eating like free range cows that were just roaming the United States randomly, and we we herded them up. Like they've been bred over time. Yeah, but there's, di- there's a difference between breeding something and inserting another creature's genes into its DNA. But that's how they've always. Valid. That's well. I mean, no, it's not. I how they've no one. I don't think anyone's doing recombinant DNA. I mean, I think there is. Yeah, no, there they is are. They are. That's what it hormones, is. But. Wait, what's that word? No, you that, just this used? no, not <laughs> on cows. No, but like serious. Like now, the the FDA is about to approve these genetically modified salmon that have a bacteria's genes in them. And you know what? So what? What I really, I'm very anti-GMO. I get really upset about it. And it's not even like okay, I see like the benefit to a farmer in Bangladesh who has this swampy land and nothing grows, and you get the crop. But what what really gets my goat? is that that farmers and Monsanto and all those companies are allowed to propagate these seeds and have them cross-fertilize with other people's seeds so that you're contaminating everything. And then and they that say people, that they own them. Yeah. And then they say that they own them, but also that then you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, say I want to have the choice to have non-GMO food. You're taking away my choice by contaminating all my food. And that's the kind of thing I'm like, why aren't all like those Tea Party Republicans all up? And up in arms about people taking away other people's choices. Because yeah, that's who's kidding. paying for their campaign. Exactly. Well, okay, I, I knew that answer, women, but <laughs> and I, that, that's what sucks about the whole thing is like even a company like Monsanto. You know, you you start to deal with one of those too big to fail scenarios where like, I mean, I you know, it's horrifying. It's 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 such a lose lose situation because of how big it is and like how many people would if if you just unplug gmos from like the american lifestyle now you would run out of like inexpensive food and sadly but for a while until you like right you wouldn't be able to do your it KFC again the right way cost because would go we up by two dollars so that like it or not this is what we created this is what we created for for lower income people to eat all around the world and now it's run wild on us and it's yeah. fucking killing everyone and it's like one of these boomer bust industries that now if you take down you're screwing so many people and you need to supplement them somehow but there's no no one cares enough to make these plans it's it it always reminds me of this thing that happened once on the road i I was in playing in denver actually not far from you and i met a family from uh like gillette wyoming i believe it was who said they had driven 
like eight hours to the show. It was like a like um, a dad. Uh, a daughter and son, and then like one of their kids, like literally three generations of this family is super cool. And I'm out by the merch table and I'm speaking with them and, and I'm like, so just out of curiosity, what's, what's life like in Gillette? You know, what, what's, what do you do up there? He's like, Oh, it's just, he's like, it's coal. And basically, you know, there's one major industry in that city. And if you want to stay in that town and make enough money to support a family, you work in the coal plant. And if you want to go do something else, you're either dirt broke or you leave. Yeah. And that's essentially it. And and I'm like, so, you know, that being said, like, how do you feel about, you know, the environment and the effects of coal? He's like, fuck, man. He's like, I hate it. He's like, you know, but he's like, but then if you take away my factory, the place I grew up turns to ash. Yeah. He's like, so what do you do? And it's like this, this situation we create for ourselves with it's these industries. It's kind of like fracking. Yeah, or fracking. Like, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's a... The farm, you're not making any money on your farm, so you have to frack, and then you can see everybody's point of view. It's so temporary. Yeah. That's why I wish, I wish, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, politically, usually as, as liberal as it gets, but I find like this policy that, that liberals use being so incredibly short sighted to what the real world is actually like. Yeah. And what it's actually like for poor people and what it's actually like to have to, because, you know, I think everyone in this room, we have the liberty to like go to a fucking organic market, go to a supermarket that costs, you know, probably twice the price to get these things that are maybe good for us and stuff like that. <laughs> and like a lot of other people are just like stuck. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and we never, we never offer like an adequate solution for that. Either. Right. So it's all this yelling and screaming, but it's never like a plan. I remember I was a, I was a substitute teacher in California for years and I was I was in one school for 4 years and it was inner city school and this woman from uh like the EPA came by to talk to the kids about recycling and the better things they could do and I was like watching this woman talk to all these kids and I'm hearing what she's saying but she's talking to the kids who were living below poverty and didn't have the means to even think about like like we, we we buy bottled water because we don't have water, you know? It was like it was this it was this horrible it was this horrible experience and it's like there's no there's like not a lot of choices out there for like lower income folks that, you know, it's like sure, go you got a garden? Well no, I I don't, you know, for yeah. certain people. Yeah. And I would talk to kids who would um you know, they would go to Chinatown with their family and buy like a live chicken have them kill it, bring it home because that was like the way that was their fresh, fresh that meat pretty for the good, week. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> they would save up for that. So yeah, it's it's like I try to be conscious about that kind of stuff, and then you know, and then I start making phone calls on my blood iPhone that someone working in Foxconn killed themselves over, and I go back to being guilty as shit. <laughs> they have a net now, though. They probably didn't die. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's true. Thank you, Jonah. Uh, when, did, Erica? When did you kind of stop with the plastic bottles? What? How did that kind of come about? Um, yeah, I. Uh, when I first started seeing my boyfriend, I noticed that he like. It would actually annoy me because he would. It was like religious for him. He would not ever buy water or drink out of water in a plastic bottle, and you know, I, I would get annoyed and be like yeah but we're out and we just got out of this place and we're thirsty like and i felt <laughs> but then i started integrating it i don't know i probably a couple years or something but like um 
but on tour, you know, sometimes we'd have to drink water out of plastic, but this past, probably the past like six months or something, I've gotten really in- interested in zero waste. And I did a teach in at my friend's store, the deep end club in the East village with this woman who's only created a mason jar, less than a mason jar full of trash in two years. Wow. And we talked about how to make your own stuff, like make your own laundry detergent, make your own, anything that comes in plastic, anything that comes in something that can't be recycled. Um, and it was super inspiring. I've, I carry my bamboo fork, spoon and knife and chopsticks around. I have my water bottle. I have like, I'll carry a jar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll carry a jar with coffee or tea. And, um, it's really, what about, um, do it? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's a like that. And it's been totally great, and it's so easy, and especially the plastic water bottle thing, it's just so easy to have a jar or a bottle or something with you to not have to, and I do it on airplanes, I'll ask the, like, flight attendants are super nice about it, they'll fill up my bottle for me, or pretty much anywhere, and and tap water, you know, I, I have a filter, like a pretty serious filter on my tap at home, but I just... In the rest of the world, I just kind of trust, like, okay, this is, like, at LAX or whatever. Like, this mm-hmm. is water. It's fine. It's. Do you live in New York? I do. Mm-hmm. You don't need a filter, man. That's, like, the best water in the country. That's so baloney. I use one. Well, no this is, this is no about everything. I, che- I looked into that because I was the same skeptical Depends person. Depends where you live. No. Yeah. But it's all that chlorine up your nose. Erica gave me her old filter when she upgraded to a super fancy filter. <laughs> yeah. And... It's so It tastes nice. different. It, it just yeah. tastes like it a totally clear, does. crisp, refreshing dream. It tastes different. It's so interesting I've, to think about I've had what like water some health issues, like. so I've had to like look into like every toxicity in the world. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. So now so I got a composter, we're recycling yeah. everything and Great. and now I realize my trash is just filled with like the inside plastic, the plastic bag. Liners. It's only plastic. And the uh. thing is you can actually recycle those too. You just have to bring them to Whole Foods or Integral Yoga. So you can put those in like a in a plastic bag and also plastic bags you can bring those in but it's good like you realize that that's it's usually like food wrappers or plastic Mm -hmm. bags so those things are the yeah that's the one thing you you can't avoid unless you just start buying more in bulk buying more at the farmer's market like that kind of thing yeah so if i have if if i have like like a frozen strawberries yeah and then i have that bag i can rinse it out and bring it back yeah to the store Mm -hmm. i'm so excited i'm gonna and then you have no trash trash. yeah if you're composting yeah and you can compost a lot of you can compost yeah like henry snotty tissues yeah done what do you think about um, the cities like San Francisco and Portland doing the trash reduction? Do it's you think amazing. that's do you yeah. think that's something that that would be useful for other cities? I think it's amazing. It's such an example for us. I, New York City is doing a ton. Like the new what is it called? N- NYC one or something? Yeah. Zero, like zero. Oh no, yeah. that's there's you know a where new- I live. You can get um. Uh, these super cheap composters, super cheap rain barrels through the city now. Oh, cool. Yeah. I drop mine at the farmer's market because I don't have anywhere to like put my compost. So I keep it in my freezer and then bring it to the farmer's market. But yeah, you can really reduce. I don't know. I think I sometimes I think about like on the subway, they say like we or some restaurants that are like really eco. They say like we sort our trash. I, f- I feel like it's slightly a disservice and like on the subway platforms they apparently sort those for recycling but i think that 
people need to get in the habit of sort of thinking what is this material and where does it go like rather than having people sort it for us i think it, it's useful to just think what is this and where does it go so diy yeah how do, how do you feel about incinerators i just heard that was it on this american life there was something about or maybe on brian lair on something that was i heard it on diane ream on the npr okay it was the <laughs> npr somewhere somewhere <laughs> on the npr yeah i'm not sure i'm really interested in it's that. pretty fascinating. There's, there's, I mean, certain certain dumps will like be able to like siphon off methane and, and create power from that. But the incinerator sounds pretty interesting to me, except that they're really expensive and it's like you're creating power from burning trash, which I think makes sense to everybody. But you got to learn the facts about it. So it's like, well. You're burning something. Where does that smoke go? You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you burning? Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Does that get converted? But it's pretty fascinating. And then you find out they're, what, a billion a shot to make, you know? Wow. wow. Is that for because, a whole municipality? Yeah, it's like they're trying to do... Uh, the Baltimore is, has been trying to put one up there. And um, the reasoning is because recycling plants can't keep up. So limiting trash and waste is awesome, you know? Like, yeah. we're... Uh, Big, we, I have a filter as well. I live in Jersey. You have to, but it's like you know, <laughs> sans bottled water, and I do shop at Costco, so I have a lot of Ziploc bags. So you've given me something to think about. I'm cool. surprised you I'm don't so have glad. a uh, you don't have a well and a and a golden dog who fetches people out of it. It's he's silver actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's around here. Gold is I don't know. The gold standard got lowered, so oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, incinerator. I don't know. It seems to it totally seems to make sense. And then I I don't know my again collective guilt on facts whatever something like will pop up on my twitter feed it was like 16 miles of the ocean is filled with plastic and i'm like oh yeah sleep tonight you know the plastic bag thing is just outrageous like part of the new york one vision is in by 2020 i can't remember what it was that that there were all these goals but you know, 90% of them could just happen now, like just doing the no plastic bag thing or charging for plastic bags. And that's they. a lot of people bring up like the low income thing with that. And it's just funny to me. It's like, you you know, low income people can also bring a bag to the grocery store. Like, obviously, I, we don't want to hurt There's actually legislation in city council right now. So if anybody's interested in writing to their council member, they should definitely just, encourage them to sponsor that bill. But it's been going on for so long. Like, we, they have tons of support. I went to a rally like eight months ago about the plastic bag thing. Like, it just seems like, what's the holdup? Just do it. It's not- I think the holdup, what happened in California is they banned the plastic bag and then they found out that it actually takes this study i read because i used to live out there uh so i try to keep up uh is that it takes more water to make a paper bag and in california right now that's an issue right so Mm -hmm. the plastic bag obviously lasts forever and will not leave the planet till we're all gone so it makes sense not to have them but it's again it's like what benny was saying earlier it's that that immediacy thing of well crap how do we solve this right now when what we've been doing so long got so big. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, they're not like, trying to ban it here. What they're trying to charge. They want to charge five charge cents like the they bag. do in uh, France. I don't know if you have some French grocery stores. Yeah. They're like, oh, you want a bag? And then you get charged like a little surcharge for the bag. Uh, and yeah, it just makes people I've think twice about taking I've them. I've totally yeah. taken my groceries out of a bag yeah. at European markets because of that. <laughs> Isn't like, that experience so funny? Checking out at a store when I... We actually speak French, but like in other countries where we don't speak the language, it's so 
you feel so vulnerable. You're like, what's going to happen? Or like, you didn't yeah. put your, you didn't get your produce measured and weighed first, and so they like get mad at you and you didn't cut the get the stickers. Do you guys get the feeling in some countries that when that happens, you don't? I I sometimes feel that not only do I look bad in person, but I'm making all of America look bad. Yes. No, but are you being rude or are you just being like kind of no, like you don't know what's like going on? But I just or- know that on the other side they are thinking and or saying in some instances dumb american for sure they're doing it yeah but be, because but for <laughs> what reason but but do you think people are that judgmental yes because, <laughs> you know, i almost know they are because yeah. when somebody comes up to you <laughs> it's true, in a coffee, situation's reversed here yeah it's like you don't you, judge you're them. very patient if someone doesn't speak english and they're trying to order a coffee nobody's Giving them a hard time or being like stupid, stupid but French has person. like have the French had a long history of people thinking they're stupid. Like that's where we don't. Europe thinks Americans are dumb. We don't think Europeans are dumb, so we that's wouldn't true. we yeah. wouldn't go to that first thing where we're like, oh, you know, like the way Northeasterners are about anyone with a Southern accent. They're like, oh yeah, he must be stupid. And they're like, Benny played with Springsteen, like, he's so American, like... <laughs> this guy. Yeah. You get more yeah. American than that. They hold yeah. my cold, you know, they hold my feet to the fire Yeah, now. sure, man. Like, I mean, little <laughs> do they know what I'm really working for back there. <laughs> they hold the whole th- I, I lived in Europe for a long time. There's some morons over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. There's, there's there's, 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 I always tell this story. It's so funny. It's like, well... The three of us, there's another band member. We didn't talk about her yet, which I feel horrible about <laughs> oh, because I'm she's sorry. amazing. Yeah, she lives in California. Where is she her from? Her name is Heather. She's from New Jersey. <laughs> How was she schooled? She was. She went to public <laughs> went school. To public. Okay, so we yeah, two she, I think she was honors tracked in high school, but she okay. was shoved in a locker. She's a lovely person. <laughs> um, she got out. No, but we'll be walking down like, the street God. in Paris and people will hear us speaking English and then they say, oh, hello, hello. Like they start yelling whatever they know in English at us. Like, oh, girls, come here. Oh, hi. And I'm like, can you imagine if you saw like someone from like China walking down the street and you're like, shia, shia. Like you just say like the yeah. one thing you know how to say. Like, so who does it? I feel like that would not happen to me and Benny walking down the street. It's a friend. It's true. We are, we're all tall. We actually we attract a lot of attention wherever we go. But like a weird, weird attention. A weird yeah, attention. I can imagine. But it's just like, why would you like just use whatever English? Like you're only on. Like you're gonna be super impressed. Like, well, you know, hello. <laughs> there are some... It sort of feels more like they're taunting us. But yeah, yeah. That's one of those weird things about about like. You think you're going over to Europe and it's, you know, it, it feels similar in some ways where you're like, you don't think you're that foreign. But then there's just these yeah. cultural differences, things that in a million years you would never get away with here <laughs> that you can get away with there. Like, Are you like talking about blatantly. having a baby in a baby Bjorn and smoking a cigarette <laughs> over it, which I've seen so many times? I mean, are, yeah, yeah. It is just exactly. low birth weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, the baby will be fine, <laughs> just small. You know, back to the the touring thing. Um, do you actually have any recommendations? I, I've recently been been you know the same way you think. I, I've been seeing the um, the water bottles, mm-hmm. you know, backstage, and how many floaters there are, and just yeah. like you know these 
literally getting open. Someone takes one sip yeah. and just sitting out there. Yeah. And, and it and it's really been bothering me lately just seeing the waste. And I've been trying to organize. I offered to buy everyone, you know, nice yeah. bottle. And now we're buying like the big jugs yeah. to try and fill up more and do like less plastic. But then we, we end up using rider. like three big jugs a day. And it seems like almost as much There's plastic. Also, also I don't want to like wash out my clean canteen at like a gnarly gas station. Like I don't, you know what yeah. I mean? There's a there There are plenty of times when you're like, okay, this isn't working so i basically one thing is is like at the venue on our rider we we've been putting you know glasses of water glasses with like room temperature tap water or or pitcher of water or something like that instead of because that's a huge yeah it's sort of like the two different things it's like at the venue and then en route to the next place right and those are kind of two different challenges and i think it's also really important to note that it's not entirely safe to drink plastic water that's yeah. been in a plastic bottle, especially if it's been in the sunshine, yeah. because plastic mimics human hormones and it gets in the water and Lord knows what it's doing. And that's what I you. imagine. You guys have been to venues like, yeah, I've seen I've seen drink rooms in venues that look about a thousand years old. Like, and I know right. they're pulling bottles of water and out the of there coffee. that have been in there for five years. Yes, you know? yeah. absolutely. And the coffee when they serve, like when they give you the thin plastic cups for hot beverages it's so creepy and they're like they don't understand why we ask for like a cup or a mug it's just like so they're just like they don't even they wouldn't even think that that was weird because it's just so normal for them but yeah and i feel like every time i have coffee in one of those little plastic cups it's just literally melting through it is and then you got to do plastic cup but you do it anyway paper towel another plastic (laughs) cup like the like the you know American insulation. Oh my like god! There. I know, it's so funny. What's it like being in a band who, who actually gets the stuff you ask for in your rider? I feel like we just get like hummus and bottle. We could ask for anything. They're like, here's some hummus. We get. But Joey, we you have, have a famous emo. Beautiful. <laughs> we matter. get beautifully taken care yeah. of. We get really taken it's care of. Ta- you know, it's been like we started the band in 2003. We started touring in 2005. So. In the beginning, we were so completely gleeful that we we didn't even we didn't even need a bottle of water. We like we're just so psyched to be touring that people, you know, we could have horrible experiences, but we were completely oblivious to it and just psyched. But then, um, you know, by the time I don't probably by our our second album did pretty well internationally, so that we were playing bigger venues, and then after that, I feel like. We just had a better team and people treated us better. Yeah. Also, we started this new thing on our last tour where we realized you can call the venue and say, don't buy me anything. Just give me the money you would have spent on the food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? And then you get like an extra 50 bucks a night and then you can stop. Sometimes more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes more than that. And then you spend it all. And then like... 50 bucks a night if it's in America. Maybe if it's like, in America. Yeah. You know, because I, I got And to then we just go to Whole Foods and get what we like, want. If I have another tray of raw broccoli with ranch dip, I don't like raw broccoli <laughs> or ranch dip. It Why am make I paying for this? Yeah, that's true. I'm paying yeah. for this. And, and we don't drink beer. So we asked for like two beers for our sound yeah. engineer. And then a bottle of wine for our wine show. And then, yeah, that is pretty much what we did the last tour. We just bought our own stuff. And it was, I have to say, I think we were like much healthier. That is my biggest yeah. recommendation. Why are you paying for that five-year-old sure. bottled water? And even even bands, I don't think, realize that um, 
how many promoters are in in cahoots with certain people and and they go under budget on hospitality and they pocket that money if you're not looking for it i know they'll just take it somebody at numos told me that they they said oh yeah you don't have to take this and that was two years ago or something what my whole brain is always looking she's a she's a money person numbers person so she's always looking for someone's gotta be she's always (laughs) looking for like where's the what's what's falling in between the cracks yeah Dude, this is one of the most informative podcasts we've ever had. I feel like this was close to like an all things considered. (laughs) This is about as highbrow as it gets, I think. And we even had grammatical correction noises. Yeah, which we never explained, I don't think. Oh, is this a mystery this whole episode? (laughs) Okay, so for anyone who who has heard the vibra slap, I'll, (laughs) I'll show you what it sounds like. You'll show them what it sounds like? Like? Yeah. Yeah, that's visual noise, Stephen. You wouldn't know anything about that in New Jersey. Because <laughs> um, you're so synesthetic. Basically, the thing you hear at the beginning of most cake songs. <laughs> you're bringing me back to middle school again. So, basically, the thing was, years ago, my dad, who's like a, you know, he's a, he's an intellectual, you know, and, you know, likes to tell you if you're speaking wrong and i was was i even supposed to say speaking wrongly there yeah. speaking incorrectly incorrectly the there's a lot of ways to do this i'm gonna you could say speaking i'm gonna wrong. talk I'm as little as possible while explaining this. <laughs> <laughs> basically i say like too much and it's a filler word especially if i'm high that i use a lot <laughs> so the idea today and i hate to bring it up we'll bring it up towards the end the fact that you guys took the name from peewees and then making the noise when you have a funny word i thought tied in pretty well together so good so we came up with that over breakfast today. yeah we did and we were actually running a little late our plan was to stop at a little bodega and get some little clappers or something so we could all have something fun to use it's also Um, a way better name than large marge (laughs) thanks (laughs) that was also on the list she's still scares me but steven made me a little tentative though because when i first came in he said i was turning it into a uh <laughs> morning show <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I can't get over the fact that you said it sounds like a cake song that's so accurate it's so accurate i'm dying <laughs> we've had so we at breakfast they were playing letters to cleo we heard i've heard so much alternative 90s music today it's oh, coming back and i that's cannot why I got, stop thinking about kurt cobain oh yeah. did you guys it's, watch the, i was gonna I watch it last night it but yet. i fell asleep it went up but last night but i just night. feel like just i he's just always around these do you days. guys remember what you were doing when you heard oh yeah what were you doing i was it was like uh and the school school just let out and this girl who i thought was such a poser and a total fake like person who didn't really have emotion she just pretended was like yeah man kurt died and i was like Oh, I hate you so much. I am now never going to care about this. Isn't that horrible that I wouldn't care about another person committing suicide because I didn't like this girl so much? I have a VHS tape of the day he died where I just taped MTV all day because they just kept oh my God, going over so it cool. over and over and Kurt Lowe yeah. kept coming out and they kept doing interviews and I have oh, it and it's like 10 that's hours. That's so cool. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I remember that our... day. That was so MTV. I don't yeah. remember where I was, to be honest. I was really into Nirvana, but I... I don't remember specifically. I 
Okay, so on the plane back from Hawaii, I watched that part of that Dave Grohl series that's like the Sound City follow-up. Yeah, and there's very a, cool. a segment Great about Seattle. Great documentary, lousy record. <laughs> so it brought it brought it up for me and i i realized i think i blocked it out i think i've like blocked it out because huh. i haven't really thought about kurt for a long time and yeah. it's and it just brought up a lot of emotion and this very specific yeah like love that i had same that's why i asked because I, I i definitely felt something pretty like powerful yeah watching that yesterday that i haven't like thought about in a while yeah. where were you when he died i, w- I was the same it was right after school uh, I remember going home and getting a call from uh, Sarah Lippincott, who was like the girl. She was like the alternative girl, like the one who like dressed like different, got made fun of it, but was actually like totally rad. Um, she was that girl. And actually, funny story. I told my wife this last night. She Sarah Lippincott, I fake asked out in fourth grade. I did one of those, hey, will you go out with me? Psych oh. things to her to like try and impress Did you really like her? Totally. <laughs> and she was like, she was like tall and she dressed alternative and she kind of did her own thing, but was like sort of quiet. And then I realized I'm like, that's my wife. <laughs> and I'm like, I like found my Sarah Lippincott again. Not to say she's a better Sarah oh. Lippincott, but it was kind of a nice thing that I realized, you know? You were like, you want to marry me? And you almost said psych. But then <laughs> you were like, I, I'm like, confident oh. now. I'm a confident adult. I can handle this. And yeah. yeah. That, I've been watching. I was mad gangster about it, actually. <laughs> I don't know why on YouTube the other night I was watching. You um, proposed at a construction site? <laughs> I was watching videos of p- proposals gone bad on YouTube oh, the other no. night. I love I love that the public proposals where the girl says no. It's yes. Like the oh, all at like sporting She's events. Like, That's funny. I hate ones. Dude, it's funny, but, Well, so funny because I feel, I find it so audacious. Is that the right word? And rude that anybody would ask in public uh, so it's that's like, pressuring. Actually, okay. that's, it's pressuring the girl How it's, do you not, yeah. it's no. not sad yeah. it's just you know not what? right to it's do funny that. hearing the the other perspective of that because when i see it i'm like poor dude of course but then i'm like yeah. oh wait yeah now that you what mentioned i'm like yeah. it seems lady. like it sort of comes out of a fear of intimacy yeah like why would you, why would anybody do I saw especially one where since this- you're probably the nerdy fan of whatever team you're at anyway <laughs> I saw yeah. one where this guy's at a mall and he brings out these guys or he's like playing like Sweet Caroline or something. I think I saw that one. Yeah, and <laughs> then happened? like he's like gets down on one knee. There's all these people watching. The girl's just like uh, and just walks away. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I also think a lot of stuff is staged. Like yeah, I can't tell what's course, real and what course, isn't. Yeah, yeah. just thing. like true. all of life. Yeah. Is all of yeah. life staged? I feel like the old ones oh. were better maybe Syndrome. before people started thinking about like getting famous via reality TV. Yeah. Maybe those ones are real. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> I just assume yeah, everything on TV or on YouTube is fake. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Except for this podcast. Yeah, this co- podcast was not scripted. At all. Is this on YouTube? No. Girl. No. <laughs> like, I've been like, the whole time. This, this is not. on the it Yeah, this will I wouldn't be on have iTunes. the man bun in if this was on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think it looks good. I know you're pro what is man it? What bun. What do you normally have? I just like let it flow, like you know. <laughs> Let's see. Like, Let's see these locks. Nice. This is how I'll usually rock it, you know, like that. For, I think for like the man listeners, bun is sexy. I just drop it's my hair down, bun. and I have a fan 
blowing on it, and it makes it look like Tawny Katane. It looks great. I'm trying to get my boyfriend to have a ponytail. It's almost long enough. But not so quite. you're pro ponytail. You know, I when I grew up with, like, my parents were divorced, and my mom had a few boyfriends here and there, but I once forbade her from dating anyone with a ponytail. <laughs> In bullshit. And not that she necessarily, like, like listened to me, but now I'm really into it. Like, it specifically wow. with... My boyfriend, because it just looks like he just looks cool. Like I, I just think it. Looks, but yeah, I think I am pro ponytail. I cannot right. imagine Kyle with a ponytail. It looks great. So let me That's ask you totally guys natural. then. Now that we're seeing it, so this is down. Okay. Okay. And now we're gonna go man bun. I think you have, you have both options. Jonah's pro man bun. I am. Jonah just cut his hair. Can we talk I, about I how long his hair, hair was? My hair was really bun. long. What are it we was thinking? So long. All right. What are we thinking? <laughs> I like option that you have right now. We're man into bun. it. I really the man bun is stupid. Don't even entertain it. You're being a goof. No, <laughs> it looks really good. There's nothing wrong. It's like, do you want to see your face? I don't or not? need to see it to know how dumb it looks. <laughs> it's not on top of his head. It's very subtle. <laughs> it's in the back. <laughs> Plus, wait a second. Why so you're a drummer. That was such a nice little reveal. Head, you the beard how do you drum you like with your hair long? Oh, hey, drumming hair is everywhere. Yeah. That's what I like. But it is like, but I like so kind of like cool. I like hiding too. Like I don't. I definitely am not into like. I'm not a drummer who's who's like dying to be up front. That's like, kind of like how I'm we like, are on stage with long hair too. Yeah, yeah I'm totally just cool. Like just being. I'm ever not feeling being dark, ominous shadow. <laughs> well, kind of. With like the wild hair. Wild hair. Yeah, yeah. I like it like all over. I mean, my favorite drummers growing up are John the Bonham animal? and Dave Grohl. You know, and Animal, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> And those are hair guys. Yeah, they're you know? hair guys. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of the thing. But that's why I have, like, severe old man rock neck now, where, like, I'm pretty much going to die in pain. Do you, you, do you wear a lot of pain? Yes. In your neck? Do you yes, wear do. those um, terry cloth bands around your wrist? No, luckily, for now, I haven't had any, like, carpal tunnel, like, wrist No, I was just yet. thinking, because, like, like, the sweat, like, long hair. Oh, we're really working out. No, I'm more of a I'm more of like a button back sweater. So I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need a terry cloth seat for your thing. Yeah. We've been talking for an hour and eight minutes and I'm already willing to talk to you guys about where I sweat. Because that's <laughs> I'm feeling close, you know? I have to make the worst podcast exit ever. Oh no. I forgot to pick up my son from school. <laughs> Let's give it up for Annie and Erica. Great guests. Awesome. Great people. I just ran, ran into... They care. Yeah, they it's care. Good to know. Yeah, that was inspiring because I feel like I don't, sometimes I don't care about anything. Sometimes it's hard to care. You know, it's just too damaging, man. Yeah. You look out there and you care and it tears you apart. Yeah. Um, God, I, must, I feel like I'm the one that's, that's jet lagged. Yeah. I'm not making any sense. That's good. <laughs> I recently... I just ran into Annie actually... Um, recorded this podcast a while ago, but I ran into her at this festival in my neighborhood that Blake Schwarzenbach also performed at. Wow. About a week after our live podcast. There you go. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. My friend Tony's band played also, um, Pass Control. You should, you should check out. They're great. And you should check out that live podcast with Blake too. Oh yeah. And check out the live podcast with Blake. Blake, (laughs) um, he's a great performance. He really... He really stormed the stage in more ways than one on that podcast. Um, I'm starting a stoner metal group with the guys in this band, Pass Control, and calling it Grass Control. 
this is breaking news. <laughs> this just in. Yeah, so um, we're so, going to start practicing. A lot of people were waiting this weekend, for that I announcement. Think. Yeah, so they listened to this whole podcast. Keep an eye out for grass control. Um, check out Ovar Simone. I think um, they're not doing a whole lot right now, um, but their last thing, news thing on their site from April says their merch store is back online. They have tees, CDs, vinyl, and posters. So go to OvarSimone.com and buy some stuff. Support them. Do it. Um, they're a really cool band. And. Very nice people and probably better people than you. <laughs> They're probably doing more for this earth than you are. I can only compare them to myself. <laughs> um, but if you also want to help the earth, donate to our podcast. Yeah. I don't, how does that help the earth? Uh, because <laughs> we care. Yeah, because we care. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can donate on our site if you want to help us pay for our servers. You can um, leave us a nice comment on iTunes. You can go to converse.com slash rubber tracks and have your band try to record in the very same studio we record this podcast. Mm. Um, if you're here while we're doing a podcast, we'll even show you the room we're in and give you a little <laughs> tour and we'll shake your hand. <laughs> yes, how's, we will. How's that? Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks to Annie Nerica for coming by and we'll be back next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.